We're going to be talking with General uh, Bentley Rayburn in just a moment. I have because uh, I just saw this that a federal court has ruled that the mail only draft is unconstitutional. But before we do that, one other little point, and that is Cassie. I just saw the headline that is one of the strongest Arctic outbreaks of winter is ready to surge into the lower forty-eight states mm-hmm. in early March. So, how about that global warming? It's not working out so well. Yep. So they'll just have to change the name, won't they? But let's jump in here with uh, General Bentley Rayburn. He is retired uh, Air Force. Bentley, it is great to have you on the show today. Hey, Kim, it's great to be there. And just as an aside, it'll be interesting to see how they spin this latest uh, polar vortex Mm. into global warming, because they'll do it. You can (laughs) bend your boots on it. You know, um, you know, I, I just just a little bit, but you know, this uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. I mean, she believes that the the Earth is going to burn up in twelve years because she has been taught that through our public education all the way into the university, and all of a sudden, I think a lot of these millennials are, are going to look at this and they're going to look at my generation and say, "You guys lied to me," and uh, so we need to keep these conversations going, Bentley. That's right, exactly. So, so I I saw this headline. I immediately wanted to ask you about this. Uh, this was USA Today just a few days ago. It says, "With women in combat roles, a federal court rules the male only draft unconstitutional." What do you think about that, as retired Air Force general? Well, it's interesting. the The judge that made that ruling uh, was appointed by George Bush. George W. Bush, and uh, he ruled that the men-only draft was unconstitutional uh, based on the uh, due process clause in the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution. It's also interesting that the complaint was brought brought by uh, this men's group that I had not heard of, the National Coalition for Men. Uh, As I read some of their website, I think they're a bunch of wimps, but nevertheless... uh, (laughs) As we get into the well, well mo- the most discussion. definitely, I'm just, I'm just going to make a point. So, in, if they're a bunch of wimps, they'd rather have women serve. I just had to say that. Okay, go ahead, well, Billy. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, the, in terms of the constitutionality, the way I look at it, and I've, uh, I've read some uh, folks who uh, are well studied on this. Um, in Article One, Section Eight, it's clear that it's the Congress that makes the rules for the government and regulation of the armed forces. It's the Congress, not the court, that has the constitutional authority to, uh, you know, to, to set what the requirements are for selective service and for the draft. And they have, in the past, said it's young men only. Um, there's, back in uh, Carter's day, he wanted to put in the women into the selective service after it was done away with for a short period after Vietnam. And the, the phrase that was used was similarly, similarly situated. And because women couldn't be in combat back then, it was pretty clear that uh, they weren't similarly situated. Now the argument is, well, because women are in, uh, allowed to be in combat, they are similarly situated, and so they ought to be drafted. But that misses the bigger issue, because <clears throat> what we are looking at is um, a draft. Uh, we have a volunteer army, and it's great, and it works well. 
So what's the draft for? The draft is in a time of national crisis when our very existence is, is at stake. We have to get people into the armed services quickly, very quickly, in a way that our normal volunteer recruitment processes just can't do. The military is high-tech, so it's what are we going to use these recruits for? Basically, it's for you know, filling in for casualties in those areas which uh, you don't need an extensive amount of training, which is basically the infantry. And uh, while some ladies may certainly be able to meet the minimal requirements, it's clear from all of the studies and from some studies that the Obama administration refused to uh, refused to publish after they were done, um, while some may be able to meet the minimal requirements, clearly it's a very small uh, amount. And we, you, in a crisis situation, you don't have time to bring in half of your recruits as draftees and then and then have to call out 90% of them uh, because they wouldn't meet the minimal requirements. Um, and so it's, it's very, uh, it's a rational approach to, for Congress's responsibility to set the rules for, uh, for the military. And I, I don't think that I don't think that there's any constitutional uh, problems with our, our current uh, our current uh, selective service. Well, you know, Bentley, I really think that this is an, another effort to blur the lines, to try to blur the tr- lines between men and women. But you know, my other one of my other projects is this World War II project. And yesterday, I, I did several interviews, and one of the guys that I interviewed jumped in to Normandy on D-Day. He was a paratrooper. And one of the things that he said was that in war, all plans go out the window. And and there really are physical differences between men and women, physiological differences between men and women. And uh, I, I personally, I'm not going to make you comment on this, but I personally do not think women should be in combat roles, particularly after I have interviewed over 100 World War II veterans. Uh, there is, is something that uh, when you're when you're in the trenches – uh, and, and you're in combat. I really, I really think that uh, it it should be men because men generally are supposed to be the protectors and the providers. Women generally are supposed to be the nurturers. I mean, that's just kind of the nature's law in the big picture. And so to take those nurturers and put them into combat just doesn't make sense to me. So um, I just that's my. Well, I agree with you. I agree with you completely, Kim. And I'll okay. tell you, this issue is much bigger than the draft because we're witnessing a culture that is falling apart and disintegrating here in the United States. And it's it's as you have said many times, it's. It's uh, because of our educational system. I mean, look at AOS, uh, uh, Alexandria Cortez uh, Ocasio. Look at um, look at Hollywood uh, men that don't want to be men. They're a bunch of wimps, wimps who don't want to own up to their responsibilities as the protectors. And uh, women who some women who want to be men. And uh, you know, the worst the worst thing in our culture today is to be a mom. Mm. It's the most important role that any person could be, uh, a mother raising the next generation, and yet it is it is so far down the list of what a leftist thinks is important 
um, it's just clear that our culture has got serious, serious problems. So this whole issue about the draft is, um, in one sense, just um, yeah, indicative of where our <clears throat> where our culture is going. It, it certainly is, and uh, so I am going to continue to talk about, uh, and you mentioned this thing about a mom, and just a, a quick little side. When, I, when my children were little, uh, I continued to work, but I had very flexible hours so that I could be able to, to be there with them. And that, and very quickly, a, a point on this whole equal pay thing is women many times will don't want to put in as many hours. They want flexibility. And so employers need to be able to negotiate that with, with the woman and her, with the employer, instead of government getting in the, mid, the middle of that. But one of the things, I ended up being the president of this group called Alliance of Professional Women. And uh, I... I I've always thought that women are capable of doing things. I, I, I feel I'm a strong woman. I'm a firm woman, you know, in, in many, you know, taking a stand on things. However, I, I never, you know, really wanted to go after men as bad or whatever. I, I figured we each should go out and do our best. So I ended up being the president of this group. There were a number of, of very left women uh, in, in the organization, and I didn't really understand it. I, and, and so I realized that this whole thing that's happening in America has been happening for a long time. But when I had my third child, I could feel that, uh, and I was, uh, I think I was on the board at that time, I could kind of feel some disdain. And I'm like, this is so odd. And then I realized there, there is this disdain for moms, and particularly if you have more than two kids. Your final comment on that, General Bentley Rayburn, and then let you no, go. I, I, I agree completely, and I think your, uh, your experience is uh, unfortunately not the norm. I think it is uh, very much in the middle of it. And, and as we look at protecting our daughters from being drafted, mm-hmm. Uh, the church really has to stand up because if you say, uh, I don't think this is a proper role for a, a woman to go into combat, then you have to have a uh, something to back that up. And the church has got to come up to say that from a biblical standpoint, this is not the proper role of a woman because otherwise you're, you, you, how can you say you're a quote-unquote uh, conscientious objector in terms of your role as a woman should preclude you from being drafted into combat. Uh, you know, I know we're going a little long on this, Bentley, but one other thing. Uh, yesterday, I don't know if you heard the beginning of the program, but I interviewed for my World War II project um, Orson Swindle. He was a, a prisoner of war for over six years in, v- in the Vietnam War. And I was just thinking right. about this. Women in combat, there's a possi- big possibility that they could be captured. And, you know, uh, the enemy's not going to do very nice stuff to women that are in combat that have been captured. And, uh, I mean, to your point, I think the church needs to stand up on this. So, uh, Bentley, thank you. Uh, Really great information on this. I greatly appreciate it.